All right, it's time to uh, talk a little Ute football with former Ute quarterback. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest. Guest line is no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, Frank Dolce. What's going on, Frank? Hey, guys, what's happening? Uh, big news today. We'll we'll talk Utes, obviously, in rivalry game with you. But uh, what do you think about uh, Clay Helton out after just two weeks? Well, I think that was probably overdue. <laughs> uh, I I like Clay Helton. Like Clay Helton's a good, like he's a really good guy. He just never seemed to get enough out of the talent that he had available, and he had all the talent. Okay, so Frank, let's uh, revisit what happened on uh, on Saturday night. What what are your give us your sort of flyover comments? Well, I think uh, uh, Utah got probably got out coached, um, certainly got outplayed uh, in, in that game. That you know, that's how sometimes that's how losses go. <laughs> Maybe lots of times, and and so, you know some of the things that kind of usually bounced Utah's way, didn't go their way, and missed a field goal, you know, stuff like that. The two turnovers, super costly, although they didn't directly lead to points. Um, I think one of the biggest things, like like the three things that I look at in a game a lot, third down conversions, Utah lost that. Turnover battle, which is probably the most important, Utah lost that. Uh, run, running the football, Utah lost that. So... And then, and then, as a result, if I'm correct, I think Utah ran something like 51 plays in the game compared to 70 plus for BYU. So, I mean, there, I think there's a lot, a, a lot of things that that went into that loss for Utah. Let's talk about quarterback play, Frank. What did you think about Charlie Brewer? I thought he looked. Uh, he managed pressure well, although he was harassed. I think that was probably what you would call it. His numbers don't look good, and I don't think you can place that all on Brewer. I think that, that it's an indication that something else is not exactly right with that football team. Uh, I was, I, I, I like, I still like Charlie Brewer. Um, that was a that was kind of a rough outing for lots of reasons, and. I still think that he has a very high ceiling, so I'm not soft on Brewer at all. Um, I thought he he did he seemed to do what he could under the circumstances, and um, and and maybe that just wasn't good enough Saturday. What do you think of Jaron Hall's performance? I thought it was solid. Uh, certainly a playmaker, uh, and and got his team out of difficult scenarios a few different times uh utah probably didn't do uh i i just didn't think utah did a great job of one pressuring him consistently enough and two containing him in critical situations and uh so that that uh that hurt utah uh but i'm i mean i think jaron has a very bright future very athletic quarterback and certainly will win a lot of games for the Cougars. What did you think about Coach Sataki and uh, and Coach Whittingham's uh, handshake and interaction after the game? I thought it was a cool moment. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, both classy guys. I don't know. Would you expect anything different? I mean, those are two classy guys. So, um, and and I, I mean, as much as that loss probably hurts for Utah, and as exciting as that win is for BYU, uh, they're you know, at the end of it, there's just more important things than a, a rivalry game. <laughs> Although sometimes it feels like it's the most important thing. And so I, I, I mean, I'm hopeful that we can manage things like that uh, with, with class in, in those scenarios. Frank, how, how does this affect Utah's quest to win a Pac-12 title? Uh, suffering a loss like this against a rival, it's got to take an emotional toll, but I imagine it also can be sort of one of those uh, teaching moments. I hope it's a – I mean, I literally – I hope that Utah's sounding the alarms in the building today. I hope this is a wake-up moment for that football team. We've heard lots about the talent on that team. Uh, on both sides of the football, even even with some young talent, we, young talent, we've heard about how the transfer portal has been so meaningful for for that football team, and uh, and so to go into that game, and I, I'm not just saying the rivalry game because that game's always a little weird, but but to go into that game and to to uh, perform in that manner, even though some of the numbers looked okay for Utah to perform in that way. Um, to look, uh, I don't know exactly what the word is for it, but uh, lethargic is probably too strong, but they didn't look exactly ready to play uh, or, or engaged in, in portions of that football game. Nothing against uh, BYU and Kalani, and especially, like, I, I think that Aaron Roderick and – Tuiaki did a fantastic job, like getting those guys prepared and the game plans I thought were very good. But I also think that that's a beatable, that's a beatable BYU team. So, and, and Utah couldn't figure out how to beat that team. So uh, now you're going into a situation where, and, and, and Utah's up against a team that slaughtered uh, Arizona with, that kind of kept it, in check with with BYU, so I I think that I, I mean I think that they should start sounding the alarm bells. Like this is a this is our wake up moment uh, as we get into our last non conference game and head into a Pac twelve schedule. All of their all, you know all of their hopes and dreams, conference championships, all of that stuff are still available. But I think there's some you know some serious correction that needs to be that needs to happen with that team. What is, can I? Sorry, Jake. I'm just curious to know. You said that BYU is a beatable team. What did you see Saturday night that made you consider them beatable? I think that uh, athletically they're probably good, not great. Uh, I, I would say that maybe depth of talent could could become an issue. Even though I think the you know, Kalani and people have said it's the most talented team they've had there for a long time. That may be true. Um, but I think they're going to face matchups that don't favor them a- athletically. And I, and, and, and I think that's going to, be, going to be a challenge. So, I, you know, it's not like you're – I would say that going up against 
Alabama, you're an un- unbeatable team, or you're going up against, you know, that kind of program. That's an unbeatable team. But um, I, I just think that again, this is. You know, this isn't rivalry stuff. This is just being objective. I think that uh, that BYU uh, is is a team that could take a couple losses on their schedule. Um, that's again nothing against the program, but it's not it's not a team that I would say is going to go undefeated this year. Frank, thank you very much as always for jumping on with us, man. We appreciate it. That's it. That's all we got today. Well, you know, uh, Gordon had all the hard-hitting questions. I had a few lined up for you, but oh, give him another one. No. Give him another one. Right, let's take advantage of Frank being here because they're not sports reporters. I'll, next. I'll say, keep. I, I'll keep it short. You never keep it short. I will. No, I keep it short. Go ahead and ask another question. Okay, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. All right, as I, you know, please do. Frank, uh, Coach Witt said on defense, their problem was they got pushed around and wore out. Right. He said that yeah. today at his press conference. Yeah. He said on offense that that wasn't the problem. The problem was they made a bunch of mental mistakes and assignment stuff. So my question to you is, yeah. which which issue would you rather have? <laughs> uh, I think you, it's easier to to if you're being out physical, that's a that's a hard problem. Um, I think you can correct more easily mental mistakes. So I, I thought the problem was right at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And maybe that's what Coach Witt is talking about, mental mistakes up front. It, it looked like to me that, that BYU defensively ran a very similar blitz to what Weber State did the week before, and they ran it several times during the game. Uh, and, and Utah didn't adjust. Like, there was no adjustment. They, they didn't figure out how to pick it up. Throughout the, throughout the football game, and that was a particular play that was troublesome for Brewer and for the passing game. And so if you're not able to make those in-game adjustments, that, that's going to be very difficult. On the other side, uh, I mean, we, Utah lives and dies at the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. I mean, that's the key. That is, in, throughout, throughout Whittingham's reign, that has been the absolute foundation of his success. And they, they could not figure out how to get enough pressure on the quarterback. They could not figure out how to get to be disruptive enough at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's a group that goes probably six or seven deep. Uh, and so those, like, those are things that are super concerning to me because you just have to win at the line of scrimmage if you're going to win at this level. And so all the other things that we talked about, you know, turnovers and third downs and whatever else, all of that is only matters at the line of scrimmage. If you don't win that battle, you don't win the game. And I think that's where Utah lost this football game, right at the line of scrimmage. Frank, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for letting me ask you my question. And I, I love talking to you guys. It's always great to catch up. Congratulations to Kalani. Uh, that, that's, a good, that's a good win for him, and it's a good win for the program. I feel terrible for my youths, and I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a good wake-up call as we start heading into uh, conference, conference play for Utah. Thanks, Frank. You got it, guys. Frank Dolce with us here on The Big Show. 
Sorry for hogging the question. <laughs> we were just up against it. I don't know. I was I'm watching the clock. All of a sudden, you put me on the spot like, well, Frank goes, oh, so short. Well, we've got the not sports to get to. Yeah. Oh, I was. Uh, Yay. Well, there are selfish people and unselfish people, and I certainly didn't want to uh, penalize the opportunity to talk with Frank because I wanted to aggrandize the not sports report. Okay. I'd never want to do that, you know, and so I was trying to give you another opportunity. How selfless of you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Alive in the Dish Professionals, call him 801-424-DISH. The Not Sports Report is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.